Act four, scene one of the priest and his disciples by Karata Hyakuzo, translated by Glenn William Shaw, eighteen eighty six to nineteen sixty one. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Act four, scene one. Persons in the scene. Yuyen, Kaede, four little girls the cemetery at kurodani countless tombs stone monuments and images of jizo stand in close rows there are trees that cast deep shadows a little meadow with clumps of wild rose and raspberry scattered about here and there a road comes out from beyond a thicket crosses the meadow and disappears in the trees it is an afternoon in spring one year later than the events in act three yuyen is sitting on the stump of a tree alone yuyen springs here the buds of the trees and grasses are all ablaze the earth drinks in the sunlight and is swollen and mellow little birds are singing with happiness ah the preciousness of myriad flowers i feel as if the joy of young life's welling up out of my body stands up and walks to and fro she ought to be here by now gazes through the thicket maybe circumstances are unfavourable and she can't get away i barely sneaked out myself pauses gradually i've got used to lying stands still and thinks then suddenly becomes all animation no now i can't think of such things walks again in these high spirits i can't stay still at all bursts into song of early spring the gladness gladness heart that smiles in budding fern as for you i gather gather on my sleeve the snowflakes burn on my garment sleeve enter kaede from beyond the thicket kaede yuyen sama i've come have you waited yuyen yes a very long time kaede coming to his side conditions at the house were a little bad but anyway i hurried and ran she is out of breath yuyen my heart almost failed me at the thought that you might not be able to get out at all kaede i forced my way out through impossible difficulties but having made so firm an agreement with you i couldn't spite of anything let you walk here alone in vain but i must get back early to-day yuyen don't talk of going the minute you get here looks into her face how i've longed to see you kaede drawing near i too have longed have longed her eyes filled with tears they both fall silent for a moment yuyen let's sit down here he sits down on the grass kaede sitting down beside him won't somebody see us yuyen people seldom pass but if they do isn't it all right we're doing no wrong kaede but i'd feel ashamed yuyen i feel that i haven't seen you for ages how many days has it been since we parted in the back room at the matsunoya kaede half a month yuyen how long that half month has been and all the while i've thought of nothing but you kaede and you've not been out of my mind for a moment times without number has my love made me want to fly to you instantly but i was without resource i was beside myself with impatience yuyen and i even when i'm reciting the sutras at the temple am absent-minded and thinking of nothing but you my happiest time is in the evening after the service when thinking of you i walk alone in the quiet and deserted garden kaede you're lucky to have such times i'm in a painful fix all day long i'm in a turmoil and have no time to think steadily of anything yuyen if only we could meet more often 
Kaede. That time before, if Big Sister hadn't interceded for me, I couldn't have met you. Yuien. What's Asuka-san doing? Kaede. Since Zenlan-sama's departure for his home province, she's passed lonely days. Yuien. It's through her kindness I'm able to send you letters. Recently I sat up late writing you a long one, then I put it in the bosom of my garment and went out. It was a night of liquid moonlight. Though I felt it would be utterly impossible to meet you, I turned naturally toward Kiyamachi, and before I knew it was at the gate of the Matsunoya. A light shone through the paper windows upstairs, and shadows were moving on them. I thought you were probably there. Hating to leave, I hung about. Then Asaka-san came out. I handed her the letter quickly and hurried back to the temple. Kaede. That night in the darkness at the foot of the stairs, she said she had something nice for me and handed me I knew not what. I looked at it, holding it up to the paper lamp in the hall. It was a letter from you. How delighted I was. I read it slowly, syllable by syllable. I hated to come to the end. Your letters are really wonderful. I'm full of thoughts, but I'm mortified by a limping brush that won't write. Yuyen. Please write, won't you? Kaede. But I know only the simple symbols of the syllabary. Blushes. And I'm a poor writer. Yuyen. They're good enough. Moreover, if you write what's in your heart straight off without ornament, your letters will be good naturally, if only the thought's sincere. Kaede. If it's a matter of sincerity, I yield to none. After this, I'll write you. Thinks a moment. It's impossible. How can I send them to you? Yuien. That is a question. You can't go out. It would be awkward for a messenger to come to the temple. Kaede. Isn't there some good way? Yuien, thinking. I'll go for them. Kaede. Can you do that? Yuien. Please write a letter and keep it. I'll go to those stone steps under the projecting balcony of the Matsunoya and whistle. You please come down by the back entrance that gives out to the riverbed and give me the letter. Kaede. Then I can see your face for a moment anyway, can't I? But if I'm found out, it'll be terrible. Lowers her voice. Mother thinks very badly of our intimacy. She says, if a man wants to enjoy himself, let him bring money and enjoy himself, and she's very angry. Yuien, clenching his fists. If I only had the money. Kaede, it's all right. You're the one man with whom I associate as no patron. However able you might be, I'd rather die than be bought with your money. Tears stand in her eyes. Yuyen, you're having a bad time on account of me, aren't you? Kaede, I don't care. Rather, aren't things going badly with you at the temple? Yuyen, looking gloomy. There seem to be some of the disciples who think things a little suspicious. Kaede, doesn't the superior know? Yuyen, no. Looks uneasy. Kaede, what did you say to get away today? Yuyen, that I was going to Kurodani to pay my respects at the master's tomb. Kaede, what did he say? Yuyen, he said while I was at it to go round by the Shinyodo and take my time about getting back. Kaede, oh, thinks. Yuyen, it grieves me almost beyond endurance to lie to the superior. This morning I went to Kurodani and kneeling before Honen-sama's tomb begged forgiveness from the bottom of my heart. Kaede, suddenly looking depressed. It's my influence that's put lies into your pure mouth. Yuyen. No, it isn't. Kaede. Please forgive me. Clasps her hands. Yuyen. I'm at fault. 
pulls her hands apart and continues gripping them firmly. There's no necessity for perjuring myself. I ought to tell the superior the plain truth. I'm simply a coward. Kaede. But if you tell him such things, won't you be scolded? Yuien. We're not doing anything bad. We must first of all have that faith in ourselves. Kaede-san, do you understand? You mustn't be cringing. Kaede. But you're a priest, and I'm what I am. Of all women, I'm the most despised in the world, a harlot. Yuien. It's not the belief of the Shin sect that a priest must not love, and it's not the teaching of the superior that one should be despised because she's a harlot. Though a harlot, if she loves sincerely, her love's pure and stainless. There are in the world many daughters of good families whose love is mean and stained. I don't associate with you as with a harlot, and you've just said you don't associate with me as with a guest. I was thankful for that, for you truly have a chaste heart. I love you. He holds her hands firmly in his. Kaede. But I, I... Weeps. My body's stained. Covers her face with her sleeve and cries. Yuien, embracing her. Kaede-san. Kaede-san. Kaede. Please cast me off. I'm not worth your love. I'm stained. Your body's like a pure, pure jewel. I don't know how to apologize enough. I can bear my lot in tears. I've borne everything up till now. I've resigned myself to being the plaything of men all my life. I've determined to be content with even that shame as my fate. For there's nothing else to do. I'm weak. And everybody treats me in such a way as to make me resign to my fate. Every guest, every single one has used me as a plaything. And they've compelled me to think myself but that. I've got used to it. I've decided that I'm a victim of pleasure. And the guests are tormenting devils. You're the very first man that ever treated me as a maiden. You're the first that ever taught me that even I'm a human being. You went so far as to show me that even I'm a child of Buddha. Weeps. I never dreamed there could be a man who would treat me as you've treated me. I thought you were like an angel from heaven. As I associated with you, my lost maidenhood gradually came back to me. My maidenly hopes were reborn. Moistened by your rain-like love, my maidenly hopes, joys, life, oh, my love, which had been crowded down in my breast while in the bud, burst forth all at once. I was in a trance of delight, and I forgot my position and my circumstances. I dreamed of the world denied me. Now I understand clearly the position in which I stand. I must not blemish your jewel-like lot. Please cast me off. I'm resigned. I shall never forget you all my life. I shall live on guarding the memory of this happy dream which I've been permitted to dream for a while. Yuien. It's no dream. It's no dream. I think to make our love the most real of realities. I respectfully cherish it as the essence of all beautiful things that exist in majesty between heaven and earth and compare it to the stars shining in heaven. Let's prize this treasure born between us. Let's nourish it. When I think it's for love, I'm all energy power boils up in me let's fight bravely against all enemies who would interfere with our love you too leave sad thoughts alone and keep your heart strong to perfect our love difficulties are stretched out before us like mountains we must climb over them to victory no thought could be so far from the truth as that our love's a dream kaede-san mine's no such fickle heart as that when i but think of love my eyes fill with tears weeps Instead of sweet and delightful things, I think of difficulties and struggles. I think of the hundredfold pilgrimage. Love's a pilgrimage. 
It's the daily pilgrimage. Looks fixedly into Kaede's face, then folds her tightly in his arms. You're distracted over the contamination of your body. I know how you feel. It must be unbearable. At the thought of it, I too have reeled. I've not been able to sleep nights. I've lain in an agony of thought. But I've conquered that agony. It's not your sin. It's your misfortune. It's unjust to blame you. It's the sin of others. You're grieving thus because of the injury done you by others. For that, you're about to deny yourself the happiness of a lifetime. What's this? I curse this fact. It's terrible. It's unreasonable. It's all the work of demons. Oh, I defy these devils. Clenches his fists. Kaede. They're all demons. They're heartless devils. Every night they come and force indignities upon me. They're none of them to be denied. Yuyen. On that beautiful little body. Oh. Staggers. Kaede supporting Yuyen. Yuyen-sama. Yuyen-sama. Yuyen. Beasts. I can't go on like this. To Kaede. I must protect you from the claws of the demons. I must rescue you from that horrible situation at once. Be brave. You mustn't lose heart. Before long, before long, I'll help you out. Kaede. But the body once defiled can never again... Yuien. Don't say that sort of thing any more. By no means feel restrained before me on account of that. For it's not your sin. That's not all. Even if you yourself had been guilty of the worst of vile sins in the past, I should pardon them and love you. Kaede, with tears in her eyes. Oh, do you love me so much as that? Yuien, taking her in his arms convulsively. I love you eternally. You're my life. Kaede, pressing her face against Yuien's bosom. Please love me forever. Yuien, forever, forever. Both are silent. The sound of children singing comes from beyond the thicket. Then four children enter. They are all girls. They have towels on their heads and carry a large basket. Yuyen and Kaede separate. First child singing. Flower of bog rhubarb, grow to ten, and I will grow to twenty-one. Second child. I found one. Picks a rhubarb flower. Third child. Here's another. Fourth child. Put it in. Holds out the basket. See how many we've got. The children stop a moment, looking silently at Yuyen and Kaede. Then they go here and there, searching and picking flowers. They sing as they pick. Kaede looks intently at them. First child. Here's a bottle brush. Second child. Is it? Looks. Sure enough. Let's all pick bottle brushes. First child, singing with a bottle brush in her hand. Picking one to start with, goes on searching. They all look for bottle brushes. Second child. I see one. Sings. I add a second to it third child here's another it's a big one fourth child i've got one too mine's bigger third child let's compare they hold the flowers side by side and compare their lengths fourth child mine's a little longer third child that's disappointing first child all come and see here are some jizo-san with little bibs on the others go where the first child is and look at the jizo they all laugh second child they look like babies, don't they? Strokes the head of a jizo. Third child. How many are there in the row? Fourth child. Counts. Six. First child. The fourth hasn't a head, has he? Second child. Ah, I know. These are what they call the six jizo. Third child. 
Who's Jizo ? Fourth Child. He's a Buddha, I think. First Child. Then let's offer him these flowers. (Takes some wild chamomile from the basket and puts it before a Jizo. Second Child. Let's all worship. (Kneels down and clasps her hands. All the children kneel in turn and press their hands together. First Child. Shan't we go over by the pagoda in that forest? Second Child. Yes, let's go. They go into the grove and leave the stage singing. Kaede. Children are innocent things, aren't they? Thinks. Yuien. They're wholly sinless. Kaede. They seem to have no troubles. Pauses. I'd like to go back to that time once more. Then I was happy when father was still alive. Yuien. You have no father, but I have no mother. Kaede. Where's your father? Yuien. He's at home alone, in the country in Hitachi. Kaede. Hitachi's very far away, isn't it? Yuien. Yes, it's far in the east across more than ten provinces. Where's your mother? Kaede. In the heart of the mountains of Banshu. She's an invalid. Thinks. I wonder which is worse, to have no mother or no father. Yuien. If one has no mother, he doesn't know a thing about his clothes, and this gives him trouble. Kaede. But if one has no father, she's troubled about her living. If I'd only had a father, there'd have been no need for me to become what I am. Yuien. Let's stop. It makes me feel very bad to compare our misfortunes like this. Kaede. When I was a child, I romped about and played with my friends in utter ignorance of my family's poverty. But those days were brief. When I was thirteen, my father died, and then my mother and I had a hard time. There were times when we had nothing to eat. Meanwhile, mother became ill. After that, we found it very difficult to keep alive. It was at that time. I went out barefoot every day to a jizo, which stood at the edge of the village. I prayed madly that my mother might recover. A moment ago, when I saw the children worshipping jizo, I thought of that time, and tears came to my eyes. Pray as I might, she never got well. Yuien. Then did you sell your body because there was nothing else to do? Kaede. I didn't know very well what it meant to sell one's body, for I was only fourteen. A go-between came and urged me, saying that if I would go to Kyoto and serve, I could make much money. Mother said she wouldn't let me go, but I resolved to set out for Kyoto, for mother had neither medicine nor anything else. Yuien listens in silence. With a small bundle and a cloth wrapper on my back, I was led by the go-between out of the village. My mother came out with me as far as the earth-covered corduroy bridge. When we parted, she embraced me and cried and cried. Yuien. It must have been unbearable, unbearably bitter. Kaede. After I came to Kyoto, I was worked cruelly every day. I was obliged to practice on the samisen and sing. I couldn't learn well and was beaten with the plectrum. Between lessons, everybody was after me to run errands and sweep as if they'd suffer loss if they didn't use me. Once I thought I'd rather die. Yuien. Were you driven even to that? Kaede. Yes. Once when I broke a dish, they scolded me cruelly and persistently. They abused me, calling me a dog and a pale-faced monkey. Even then I swept the garden without a word, for if I'd answered back, I'd have had a bad time of it. I took my dustpan and went out into the riverbed to throw away the trash, and I stood staring at the running water for a long time. It was then I thought I'd do away with myself. Yuien. Naturally. Kaede, but for big sister, I should have died in those days. Yuien, was Asaka-san good to you? 
Kaede. Yes. She took care of me in private and public. Pauses. After a younger girl came, I had it a little easier. But then I was forced to do abominable things. Yuien. No more of that. No more of that. Shuts his eyes. Kaede. Forgive me. There's no one but you to whom I can tell such things. I just drifted into talking about my personal affairs. Yuien. Never mind that. I'm only troubled because I don't know what to say to comfort you. Please bear up patiently. That's all I can say. You're not alone in sadness. The superior, even, and Zenlan-sama, too, are suffering from deep and unbearable sadness, though, of course, over other troubles. Still, they bear up and live. You mustn't die. It's wrong to die. No matter how great your trouble, it's wrong to die. The superior says self-destruction's worse than murder. We must hold in the highest reverence the life given us by Buddha. It's often harder to live in this burning house of a world than to die. The superior says that if we don't die at such times but bear up, faith becomes possible in us. Kaede. Can even such a one as I attain to faith? Yuyen. To be sure you can, being pure as you are. Kaede. I have no learning at all. Yuyen. Such things have nothing to do with faith. It's enough to have a heart that responds to sadness and love. Kaede, what shall I do? Yuyen, you prayed to Jizo-san that your mother might recover from her illness, didn't you? But she didn't recover. Then did you feel resentment toward Jizo-san? Kaede, yes, I did. Yuyen, at such a time, not cursing the Buddha, you should have the faith to say, though this sorrow's come upon me, it's but the punishment for some previous sin of mine. But Buddha loves me, and he'll save me sometime. That's faith, for it's the truth. That compassionate superior would not lie. Kaede. Will Buddha save even a despised and contaminated woman like me? Yuyen. Of course he will. He forgives and saves people no matter how bad they may be. Kaede. I'm glad. Since I've been with you, I've gradually come to pray for the beautiful and good and am almost able to believe. In the past, I saw and heard nothing but flattery and deception. I resigned myself in the belief that no such thing as love existed in this world. But recently I've begun to feel that I can wait for, hope for, and believe in the warmth of the love that enfolds me. I've begun to feel as if a bright light from somewhere has entered into me. Yuien, the people you've been thrown in with have been bad. From now on you must think of bright and beautiful things. Kaede, men like you are fortunate every day you sit beside the noble superior listening to his pure words and before buddha reciting the sutras what hateful work is my daily round compared with yours i loathe it with all my heart yuyen i think from the bottom of my heart that to be beside the superior is a great blessing but in a temple all's not pure and there are many detestable men among priests temples and priests are not such great things the important thing is a believing heart i'll teach you everything i've learned from the superior and what's more i by no means mean to leave you forever where you are now kaede please find a good way to really bring this about quickly and lead me to be a good woman yuyen could i do anything else raises his shoulders kaede i've somehow become glad looks lovingly into yuyen's face truly keep me beside you always won't you please yuyen I truly will. Kaede. Oh, I'm glad. And I'll take good care of you. An evening bell booms. She stands up. 
for today i must go back yuien stay just a little longer kaede but if i'm late i'll get into trouble again yuien then just a little until the evening sun goes down behind that camphor tree i'll not let you go makes as if to stop her kaede sitting down i don't want to go at all either they are silent for a moment yuien kaede-san kaede what yuien kaede-san 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 kaede my opens her eyes wide yuien i want to call your name over and over and over again no matter how often i call it i can never grow tired of it kaede tearfully i'll never leave you not unto the grave yuien when i think of love i don't want to die i want to live forever kaede but men all die don't they look at the many graves here yuien ever since i fell in love death's plagued me strangely as if to himself love and fate and death all have something in common that makes me feel their eternity thoughtfully possibly i may die young kaede why yuien i'm weak of body kaede is that possible both fall silent for a moment already the sun hangs on the camphor tree she gets up yuien oh we can't help it stands up kaede then i'll go yuien when'll we meet again kaede i can't fix a time i'll tell you by letter later yuien as soon as you can kaede yes you'll surely come for it yuien surely a whistle kaede what'll you do now when you get back to the temple yuien i'll pray to buddha in the vesper service kaede ah probably i'll have to sing again sighs then speaks resolutely it can't be helped then sayonara yuien sayonara they embrace then separate and kaede goes off behind the thicket yuien stands dazed then sits down on the stump oh i'm lonely lonely puts his face in his hands and sits silently resting his head on his elbows end of act four scene one recording by expatriate in bangor maine